A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. Happy Saturday. We've got so many things to talk about today. We don't have time to dilly-dally. No, we've got to get to the contest clues. The last four of them are being played, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Right. Last segment of the show, we're going to get to that. We're going to be in the studio with Jeff Rietveld from Out of the Box Games, talking about the season's best last-minute gifts. Exactly. But right now, we're on the phone with Beth Fisher, Chief Advancement Officer, and Regina Dix, Youth Coordinator from Mel Trotter Ministries. Beth and Regina, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm excited to be here. Why don't you tell us more about what Mel Trotter Ministries does? Yeah, Regina, yeah. I can maybe start tackling this a little bit, if it's okay, and then you, you fill in the parts that I forget, of course, because I'm old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm old, too, but I got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So just so you guys know, too, Regina and I actually are co-hosts of our podcast here at Mel Trotter Ministries called Everyday Humanity. So if our banter, you pick up on that, that's probably where that comes from a little bit. Awesome. Because <laughs> we're not... Yeah, I'm not seeing each other right now visually, but um, so our mission statement here at Mel Trotter Ministries is to demonstrate the compassion of Jesus to anyone experiencing hunger and homelessness. And so you know, really, our, we've been in existence since 1900, and that's what we have always purported to do. And we say we're at the forefront of battling homelessness through community partnerships and innovative solutions. And obviously, it looks very different today in 2021. Sure. Than it did in 1900, but yet the mission's kind of still the same, right? We, we're here to help people and to demonstrate compassion and remind people that they have dignity and value and worth and the ways that we show up insofar as helping them find housing and um, the path, you know, a track that they need to be on in order to get themselves out of homelessness so that they don't come back and see us. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Beth, you summed it up wonderfully. You know, we um, really try to, um, there's no cookie cutter way and approach to um, work with our guests. You know, we sure. truly try to meet them where they're at. And I think that that's really important to for us as a mission to really keep in mind. And I think that we do that um, fairly well. Um, because everyone's on a different part in their journey. Everyone's journey looks different. But like Beth said, how we show up um, means everything for each other and for our guests. Okay. Well, well, it's it's great what you do. And we connected with you largely because of the turkey drop. Right. From back around Thanksgiving time. And I just, it, your ministry is something that I've heard growing up, you know, my entire life, which I'm old, too. So <laughs> we can add me to that group. <laughs> and yeah I've, yeah, I've heard your name growing up, you know, forever. And I thought, let's just dig into exactly what you guys do. And that's a great overview. Now I want to dig into some specifics. And we know, you know, all of us just know that homelessness is an issue around the country. You know, it's, it seems like it's an out there problem. Mm-hmm. What's it look like here in West Michigan? Very good question. And honestly, Dan, not that much differently than as you described it, right? Homelessness is absolutely on the rise. And all of our lives changed with the onset of COVID and have continued to do so. And that's really when, you know, obviously the problem prior to, uh, you know, March of 2020, the problem of homelessness was increasing anyway, but yet Mm -hmm. it became even more visible. And we experienced it and saw it in such a way that we learned so much through that that we're like, okay, how do we take this experience that we're all in the middle of, in the midst of, and what do we learn from this? What are the takeaways from this? And so 
you know, from job loss to um, affordable housing or lack thereof, and just the in- entire landscape that affected so many people in our country. And the biggest difference is that folks whom we serve don't have the support systems in place that you or I have. And we often say this, right. which is if any of us lost our jobs or you know, we're living paycheck to paycheck and couldn't make a rent payment, et cetera, we would not end up homeless. But our guests don't have those support systems of families or friends, et cetera, like we talked about that um, they can fall back on like we do. And that's that's why they end up homeless in many mm-hmm. situations. Well, I think that makes sense. I mean, I was just going to ask, what are the factors that play out that increase you know, homelessness being on the rise? And obviously, the pandemic is a big one. But I think that's got to be the main reason, right, is people's support systems out there are just not in place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I would even I would even piggyback off of that a little bit and just, you know, talk about, um, well, this is this is a everybody issue. You know, it's just something that everyone can just rally around um, and build in our community and just really uplift this this population of, of folks um, because there's been a lot of folks who have showed up um, for the population that we sh- that we serve because you know it, no one person mission organization can do um, this work alone and so um, but there's no real face when you think about like homelessness you know mm-hmm. um, a lot of times we often try to think of what what does that look like what is that picture that we get in our, our minds but like Beth said, it's it's a difference with relationships. Um, yeah. And then even some of those skills that haven't really been poured into or developed. Uh, that's a lot of what I see with the young folks that I work with. I work sure. with our 18 to 24-year-olds. Um, and then even, you know, not um, a lot of history with like rental history or job skills development and things like that. So um, when some of those things, and mental, mental illness is a big one too. So when some of those things are present and those intersectionalities come into play, that increases barriers for folks um, who are trying to get into stable housing. We're on the phone with Beth Fisher and Regina Dix from Meltrotter Ministries talking about the homeless situation in Grand Rapids as well as all the things Meltrotter does. And I think what you guys were just saying, it's something that hits me because when I think about homelessness, I always think about basically, you know, people my age, a little older sure, out there. And when I was tooling around your website, it's not just guys out there. I mean, you're talking 18 to 20 year old kids out there and possibly younger you know, kind of open our eyes up a little bit as to who you're all serving, the range of people. Honestly, it's everybody. You said it, Dan. It's men, women, children. It is everybody, every age. Um, homelessness does not discriminate. And that's the thing that I think so many people from a stereotype or stereotypical history, right, have mm-hmm. the, sort of this quintessential image of somebody who should just you know, pull themselves up by the proverbial bootstraps and go get a job and then right. case closed, problem solved. It's just mm-hmm. so not like that. And what it is like, as we talked about, um, one paycheck away. And so somebody, we had um, um, a father who was actually riding his bike 60 miles to work one way and his family, they were living in an encampment. And he was, many of our guests are employed, but they cannot make ends meet. So the choices that they have at the end of the week or the day is to say, do I put dinner on the table or do I make a repair to my car so I can actually get to my job. It's like this vicious cycle. And so it, it's the things and the pictures that we often don't see and have a very, um, again, sort of stereotypical, historical, inaccurate reference that we kind of sort of measure against. And we're like, look, that's not it. These are kids that come in here. And we know that kids who experience homelessness 
three or more times in their formative years are exponentially more likely to become homeless as adults. So we're trying to get upstream and say, how can we divert folks coming into this, especially families? And we have a diversion um, person on staff and who's amazing. Last year, one staff worker, her name's Dominica, she diverted 70 families from becoming homeless. Oh my think gosh. About it, she works in the school systems. Yeah. Huge numbers. That's just yeah. crazy. I mean, to hear those numbers is staggering, I think. I don't know if all of us realize how many people are affected. I think we encounter, you know, people as we're driving in our cars on the way to work. You know, maybe we see someone on a street corner and that's the idea that we have in our head that, okay, I've seen the homeless problem Mm -hmm. in Grand Rapids or wherever we live. But the people that we're not seeing are really Mm -hmm. who we're talking about right now. I see folks around the mission, you guys, who are, I put a, a face for my own family on it and I think this individual is older than my dad. And I couldn't even imagine if my dad came in here, if my mom had passed away, if he had all of his quote support right. systems unavailable to him. And he's, you know, hobbling around because he's a- approaching 80 and perhaps he's a veteran. We have a lot of vets in this population. And we're like, I, I can't even imagine my dad feeling lonely, <laughs> having nobody and then feeling comfortable physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I'm like, I can't do it. This is why we show up to work every day and say, we've got to fix this. Beth and Regina, we're running out of time on this segment. I'm wondering if you'll hang with us over the break. We'd like to carry on the conversation. There's a couple more questions that I've got, and then I want to find out basically all kinds of things that we might be able to do as listeners to help your ministry, to help these people. Can you wait with us over the break? Sure, absolutely. All right, we'll be back in just a minute with Beth Fisher and Regina Dix from Mel Trotter Ministries. Stick around. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and Haley and I are on the phone with Beth Fisher and Regina Dix from Mel Trotter Ministries, and we've been talking about the homeless situation in Grand Rapids, in Kent County. And before we go too much further, I'm really curious how big an area your ministry actually covers. So our physical location, our main location is at 225 Commerce um, in the Heartside District, so we are located in downtown Grand Rapids, but we have folks who come to our mission from all over. So it's not a prerequisite for us in any way, shape, or form. Um, Again, as we mentioned when we first started, we will serve anyone who's experiencing hunger and homelessness who come through our doors. So we have our main facility. Yeah, in 2020, we also merged with um, Heartside Ministry, which is on division. We can talk about that in a second, as well as Next Step of West Michigan. And we just opened an overflow facility as well for the winter wow. month. The whole thing is so staggering. You know, we were talking about how it's, it, it hits everybody. Right. We've got families and kids, and it's just not the, the typical stereotypical image that we keep in our heads usually. And I think we keep that because it's easier for us. Absolutely. You know, to, to move through if we create an idea for why somebody's homeless. And we talked that it, there really is no one why. I, there could be all kinds of things that have caused this situation to happen. Well, and I love that you guys mentioned, too, that you address everyone as an individual and where they are on their journey. Right. So yeah. it's completely unique to each person. Yeah, that's why Regina said there's no sort of one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter approach to this, and that's why we have case managers and why we believe in such a holistic approach. And, you know, Regina can speak to um, most of the folks that enter into her world here from the 18 to 24-year-old youth perspective have aged out of the foster care system and then are on the street. And so 
know, Regina goes to them in a very different manner than, you know, somebody that I mentioned comes in as you know, a 60, 70 year old plus um, veteran, as an example. So what does that look mm-hmm. like, Regina? Yeah, I mean, it, it looks different um, each and every day. And, you know, just really experiencing different folks. And when they come in the door, it, it truly is about community partnerships because we get a lot of referrals from people or different organizations that um, work with youth. And uh, we get referrals and calls from schools a lot, young people who may have been aging out of the foster care system or um folks who just have been bouncing around. Couch surfing is really huge with this population. You know, if you think about uh, having three of your biggest supports, even you just just think about three of your biggest supports, may may that be family, friends. Um, If you could stay with each support, maybe for a couple of weeks at a time, Mm -hmm. and you can bounce from each support, that's a lot of times what homelessness looks like for a lot of youth. And it's that hidden homelessness that you can't really gauge or see, um, but it's so prevalent in that population. And, And because you're not really touching the system per se, it's hard to be able to then connect them with resources that would help them get out of that situation. So it's really bringing awareness to this hidden homelessness um, population. And awareness brings um, change with funding, right? And then that brings an equitable lens at meeting people where they're at because they are still experiencing homelessness and unsafe situations. We see a lot with young people being trafficked um, and, you know, all of those things that are just risk factors that are not being met. But, you know, we have different programs and and our workforce development is huge with our youth because that is helping sharpen and pour into some of those skills that may have been underdeveloped. The whole thing is just staggering. And I guess in the last little bit that we've got, I want to give you time to talk about some of the needs your ministry has, because I know we've got great listeners who are always looking for ways to help. And I know that this is a great audience to talk to. But before we get to that, I guess I want to ask a question that I've had for ages. What can we do to help? I mean, yes, we can give money to, to the ministry. I completely get that. But driving home from wherever, there's people that I see every single day, the same people mm-hmm. on the same corners. And I'm always confused what in the world is the best thing to do. You know, I've heard heard it said that giving money is, a, is not necessarily a very helpful thing. What can we do? I mean, what are the practical things we can do? And we do get that question frequently, and I'll, I'll answer this and have turn to Regina as well for her insight. Um really see them. And that's that's first and foremost what I would say. I, I know sometimes people feel uncomfortable in that situation, so they, they turn you know their head through the other window and pretend they don't see them. But I think just acknowledging eye contact, a wave, you know, um, seeing them as a human being, because yeah. in fact, that's what they are, right? But by the same mm-hmm. token, it's not to say there's not a guilt component there. There is, um, there is such a thing called toxic charity. You know, there's a whole, probably another podcast, Dan, that we can do. But um, I would say the organizations like ours exist in West Michigan and all over because we do, in fact, partner with the right resources and know how to help people through their journey of homelessness, out of homelessness. So providing money on the street corner to the same individuals is really truly not the best approach. That being said, if somebody feels led to do it, I also don't want to discourage from that. So I hope it it brings some clarity to your question, but I, I wanted to first and foremost say, see them as the human being that they are. I think that really speaks volumes to people who are oftentimes in life just unseen, yeah. undervalued, and unheard. 
No, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think passion is really birthed in proximity. Um, so, you know, just seeing yourself in that situation really brings a different level of, um, of, of passion of meeting someone where they're at in their need. And I would also say, you know, getting familiar with the different resources that are out there so that, you know, you, you you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man a fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. So you can give money if that's how you're feeling led to do. But but then, um, you know, saying, hey, you know, you can go down to Mel Trotter Ministries and it's right, you know, 225 Commerce. They've got staff there um, that are willing to work with you and meet you where you're at and help you out, get you a warm meal, some warm clothes, and just really launch you into whatever your next is. Um, right. So having conversations like that with folks, I think, makes the world of a difference. Resources. I love that. Let's talk in the last little bit that we've got about basically anything you guys need to say to the audience. Well, I'd like to first say thank you. Um, we could not do this work without partners and generous donors in our community. I mean, honestly, you guys, West Michigan is probably one of the most generous and philanthropic communities I've ever been a part of. And so I've been here a little over five years now and just am continued um, just to be amazed mm-hmm. how Yes. Many people show up in the ways that they do that. So one, just thank you. Um, and, and secondly, to if you know, continue to learn more, to educate. We've got many programs to become a part of, whether that's a monthly recurring giver, whether that's somebody who recurringly uh, volunteers, many, many different ways to get plugged in. We're happy to welcome many people as many as we can into the, you know, from the community into our facility and say, hey, this is what we do. Let us talk to you about this. What questions do you have? What, what are your interests? Absolutely. And so really just to, to be an active part of that is, is fantastic for us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'd say the same, yes. Um, and our website also um, has a lot of different ways that people can get involved and whatever level that looks like for folks. And and again, uh, piggybacking off of what Beth said, thank you so much for having us here and, and being open to have this dialogue. You know, this is very important conversation. Um, I love that we're, we're, we're having and being able to, you know, speak to our community at large about. Well, we're happy to have you here and we're going to get that information your website information i know we're at basically year end that's got to be a crazy time for you very much so yeah about 60 (laughs) percent of our entire of our entire operational um fundraising happens in the last uh eight weeks of the year so we are in the throes of it we're in the thick of things yes it's it's a kind of a whirlwind over here not much sleep going on no kidding (laughs) um but you know you know for anyone out there who would like to help us buy a year-end gift we very much appreciate that and that's at meltrotter.org slash give meltrotter.org slash give beth fisher and regina dix Thanks for talking to us today. Thank you, Bob. Thank you so much. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be in the studio with Jeff Rietveld from Out of the Box Games, Toys and Puzzles, talking about some great last-minute gifts. If you're in need, Jeff might have the answers for you. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and we're in the studio with Jeff Rietfeld from Out of the Box Games, Toys, and Puzzles. Jeff, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. Yeah. This is what, the third time? Third for, for this thing, right? Yes. For the Christmas list kind of stuff. Yes, third time. Yeah, and you came and you talked about um, an escape room experience that I had with Oh, some... this was the failed experience. Yes, and Jeff pointed out very gleefully that we, my little group, had placed in the third percentile. <laughs> That's so sad. Which meant 97% <laughs> of the other people beat us. 
But the last time we went through, Jeff, my group nailed it. You're welcome. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it really wasn't me. <laughs> Turns out no, I found the secret weapon. You you found a lot of the clues. Uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, Jeff, you've been here a bunch of times, and these are honestly some of my favorite segments because as we hit this time of year, you know, December 18, Christmas is next weekend, and a lot of us are looking at Christmas lists and thinking, boy, there's things I got to grab yet, last minute stuff. I'm not sure what to even do. We get you on, you talk about some recommendations, and I think it can be very helpful for people. So we're going to get to that. But before we do, I do want to ask, what was your introduction to this in the first place? Boy, back when I was engaged to my wife in 97, uh, we were playing a lot of hand and foot with her relatives, and it was... Whoa, whoa, what is foot? that? Oh, it's just a card game. Okay. A lot of people in the Sounds area like still play it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It does. <laughs> Played a lot, a lot of card games, awesome. and we, we had fun with that, but it started to felt like... You know, we're doing this a lot. So sure. uh, I would look through their closet, found an old farming game sitting and buried in their closet they had never played. Interesting. Uh, picked it up, read the rules, played it, and just realized, oh, my goodness, there's so much more out there. And then at that point, I started calling few stores around. Um, they're not around anymore, but there was one in Grand Rapids that told us about this brand new game called Settlers of Catan. Oh, sure. Drove sure. out, bought it, and within a few days, we talked about we need to open up our own store someday if there's ever one not in the area that we want. So. Sure. Well, that's really so fun. Cool. And that's really how it starts. Haley, you're not... I'm not a big board game person. I like Battleship. That's about as far as I get. Well, maybe you'll, you'll maybe this will inspire you to try some stuff. I love toys, though. All right. So. <laughs> Jeff can help with that, too. So anyway, let's talk about some gifts that you might recommend, Jeff. And let's just narrow it down to start with, maybe for people who are new to the board game yeah. world, you know, maybe like Haley, what kind of things might you recommend as a great, you know, introduction? Entry level, yeah. Yeah. And one I think I mention almost every year is Ticket to Ride yeah. or Carcassonne, which is a little bit of a cheaper game than, than Ticket to Ride is. Uh, those are great games if you don't know much about games to get in, play and enjoy the first time you're playing. Ticket to Ride. Have you ever no. played that, Haley? Mm-hmm. So how would you just briefly sum up the how that whole thing works. You know, you're collecting cards and playing cards to claim these rail routes um, throughout the U.S. And as you play your little trains out, you just get points for doing that. And at the end of the game, whoever has the most routes okay. wins the game. So you get little tickets. So there's some strategy. Yeah, that tells you, yeah. oh, yes, yes. Yeah. And it, and it can really, really make make some of the kids mad. Oh, my gosh. Because if you, I had one kid. <laughs> can Caleb, only imagine yeah. you. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm always really good about that. I don't oh. want to deal with the fighting. Mm. But Caleb, my oldest son, he really, I don't know if he just didn't understand the rules or the strategy or whatever, mm-hmm. or if he just had a diabolical strategy. <laughs> His whole thing was to figure out where everybody was trying to go, because we yeah. all have tickets with routes. You're trying to complete those. <laughs> He'd figure out what we were trying to do. And then just randomly put cards really that blocked like that. us all off. He didn't worry about finishing his own stuff, just blocking just us off. Just blocking everyone else off. So Carcassonne is another one that's a, like flip over tiles, you right? You flip over you a make... tile and you place it out on the board to match up with the others. And you're making like roads and little castles and cities. And as you complete those, you get points for those. And that's really fun. It's laid back. Mm-hmm. I like to break that one out when for sure we're not going to have any arguments at all. It goes pretty fast. It's relaxing in a way. It is. It's a really pretty little, you know, the artwork cool. is pretty. I like that one. So any any more, a couple more. Yeah, I mean, newer ones in the last couple of years that are very popular, a game called Azul, another one called Sagrada, another one called Splendor. 
Those have been very popular. They're all coming out at $40, which is nice because some of these others, like Ticket to Ride, is now 55 Right. Exotic um, names. Yeah. I mean, Azul, you're making a mosaic floor. Sagrada, okay, like you're that. making a stained glass window. Yeah. What's See, the church? These are that, like right up my alley. Well, I would do those. They're really fun. The, the Sagrada one. You get a whole bunch of colored dice, right? Yep. And it's puzzle solving too, in a sense, right? Because you've got to find a way to work what you rolled or what was generally rolled on the table into your little mat. Yeah, you have a little pattern that you're trying to make. So, you know, I know I need a red one here. Right. Or, oh, I need a number three, but it can be any color. Right. It's the, really fun. I think yeah. I would like that it one. It is. Yeah, and Azul, the components to Azul are really great. Yeah, they are. And yeah, you're just collecting tiles to make your floor, basically. And that it's, sounds ridiculous. Yeah, you're boring. tiling a floor, but no, it is a really fun game. I really game. think it sounds like fun. It's yeah. like, it sounds meditative, I guess. It sounds like a relaxing sort of game in a way. Like you're trying to get specific things, but I don't know, you're trying to complete a picture. See, and I've got a child who screws that game up because I think that one ends when somebody completes one of the rows. A couple of the rows. Something yeah. like that. Whatever it is, Hannah's whole goal <laughs> is to complete those as fast as possible and leave everybody else really, really bummed. Okay. Because yeah. we're trying to make this nice thing happen. Right. And she's just, boom, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other of those entry-level type games that you really see flying out of the store or think should be? Yeah, well, I mean, any of the uh, escape room games. You mentioned escape rooms, especially with all the lockdowns and everything last year. People love to buy these. They're typically $15 for one, and it is a one and done. You do it and you don't do it again mm -hmm. because you know the secrets. Sure. But uh, people absolutely love those. And it's a great thing to do as a family when you know, you're stuck in a, in a home in a snowstorm or for whatever other yeah. reasons in the last year and a half. Yeah, I've done a fair amount of those with the kids. I've talked to you about them, Haley, mm -hmm. and one line of them, Unlock. Unlock, yeah. Those, you don't destroy anything. Correct. You just go through it and you never need to play it again because you're really bad. You can give yes. it to someone else, though. <laughs> right, and then you can give it to somebody else, yes. Yeah. Now, there's another set that you actually sometimes even rip the cards up yep. and... Exit. Yeah. Th okay. They're still fun. Super fun. And like you said, that Jeff, they're inexpensive to get started with. It's a great experience. I really, really like those. So there are some, you know, kind of entry-level type things. Anybody can enjoy that. Anybody yes. can jump in and experience what board games can bring. It's way bigger than what you, what you think yeah, if all you're like used to is Monopoly. World. Right. Exactly. So now, Jeff, last little bit that we've got. We've got a little bit yet, but let's talk about a couple of your personal favorite games. Maybe these are a little more complex. Yeah, and it depends a little bit who I'm playing with. Sure. If I'm playing with my boys, I guess they are still teenagers, just barely. They're they're almost beyond that. Dinosaur Island, which basically you're making Jurassic Park, and uh, you're making this little uh, a whole amusement park and hoping that your guests don't get eaten. So <laughs> you liked that a couple years ago. You still yes. like that Oh, one. my goodness. Yes, we do. They actually just came up with a new version called Dinosaur World. Okay, I've seen that. Yep, that one just came out. We helped kickstart that one. And right. now you're doing, you know, they basically said the world has not learned its lessons. Time to try again, <laughs> sure. but we're going on a larger scale. Great. Going on yep. a larger scale to really <laughs> test people. <laughs> so you think that one's accessible. We can still get into that. But you do need to that one's going to a two-hour game. It's going to take a while to learn. The first time you play it, you're probably sure. going to be a bit confused. Well worth it, but definitely a little more of a niche game for people who want to spend a bit more time. All right, Dinosaur Island. One more. Uh, I know I've mentioned it before, but it's still one of our favorites. Is Wingspan? Oh yeah. Uh, when well, my wife and I, the two of us, we we love playing it. You're basically collecting birds, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they're going out on your board. And as you get more birds. 
you're gaining additional actions and your actions get a little better. Uh, the beauty is every single card in the in the board game is a different bird, different uh, different oh, artwork. Cool. Great artwork. Yes, yeah. it's super fun. That's one of our favorites. We play that. I've talked to you about that yeah, a whole bunch of times. But we've learned so much because we, each card has little color text on the bottom, which yeah. tells you about the bird, where it's located. Just a little oh, sentence. Oh, I like that. I feel really? like I know the perfect person to give that game to, actually. That's giving me I some already ideas. have it, Haley. I already have it. I'm going to need something else. You. Oh. <laughs> Wingspan. I like that one. So, Jeff, th- there's all kinds of stuff at your store. You've got board games. Just give the listeners a little bit of an idea of the other things they might find at any of the out-of-the-box stores. Yeah, I mean, board games have always been our passion, but we do a lot of toys, a lot of jigsaw puzzles, crafts. Each location of our stores has a bit of a different focus. So the Holland store doesn't have quite as many board games, although it still has a lot. Focuses a lot more heavily on the toys. Mm -hmm. Our Kentwood location doesn't have quite as many toys, focuses heavily on the board games. Zealand is our largest location, and we really just have everything everything there because we have a lot more space. Yeah, it's a big store. I was... Like, overwhelmed at how much was in there. I couldn't believe it. It's my favorite place, really. And I'm gonna just say, not just saying that, Jeff, because you're here. I say it even when no, he's not here. Yeah. Right? You're a favorite topic of conversation. Because yeah, I'm always getting something new. I've, I've spent a lot of money by your store. But we that's appreciate okay, right? that. Yeah, that's all right. We've had a ton of fun. It's been great for my family. It's so much fun to sit down at the table. And yes, we argue sometimes. Yes, all of that happens. I think that's normal. But you're not sitting in front of the TV, not talking to each other. No. We're yeah. sitting at the table, not talking to each other. Because <laughs> it's been great. We love it. So we've got our Christmas contest. We are giving away $300 worth of games from Out of the Box. Picked a bunch out with the help of Alex yep. at the Zealand store. And you just surprised us with something new that you brought in that you're adding to our pile. I am. Talk about it. So this is Pandemic Legacy, Season 1. This is a very unique game. It's definitely not for everyone because it's a game that you only play a certain amount of times. Hmm. You actually change the game every time you play it. So this one, a pandemic has hit the world. Mm-hmm. This is a number of years ago. Unheard yeah, no. I can't even imagine what that's like. And you have 12 games in which to beat that pandemic. Each one represents a month, and you're playing for an hour, hour and a quarter, hour and a half, and trying to do your best to make, you know, come up with a vaccine right. or, you know, help different areas of the world, set up research stations and that. And how you do in one game carries over to the next game. If you do very, very poorly, mm-hmm. the next games are going to be harder, but it doesn't mean you're guaranteed to lose That's kind of to cool. lose the game. It's a the reason we added it is there's a lot of people who they, they don't like the idea of a game that you're only playing twelve times and Pandemic Legacy is a seventy dollar board game. Uh, but it's such a different feeling to right. know that my decisions really are going to matter in this compared to so many other games. It's like a choose your own adventure in yes. some ways. Right? And you're, you're creating to have, a story for yourself. You're going to have decisions that you made eight games ago that you're like, oh, I'm so... Remember when you did that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so good. Or making other. fun of Dan because... <laughs> That's, because yep. he did something that nobody Why will ever let him forget. In that yeah. <laughs> seemed like it made sense. Everyone's on the same team in this game, so you're all working together. Yeah, and it really is a, a fascinating experience that we wanted added to the pile and yeah. get the word out there a little bit about this well, game. We're excited. So mm-hmm. now it's not just three hundred dollars worth of games; it's over three hundred and eighty dollars worth of games. And we're going to tell you all about that in the next segment and how you can win. All of the stuff in our Christmas contest right now. 
Jeff, we just want to wrap it up. You've got what are your hours? You know, you've got stores in Holland, Grand Rapids, Zealand. Zealand. Yep. What are the hours? So, Holland, ten to eight Monday through Saturday, and ten to six on Sunday. Zealand, ten to ten Monday through Friday, ten to six on Saturday, closed on Sunday. Kentwood, ten to ten Monday through Saturday, twelve to six on Sunday. Awesome. Wow, that's. Yeah. Complicated. It's like winning a game, just just being able to repeat all of that. We'll put a link in the show notes with that information. They can get more information where? Uh, www.ootbgames.com. That's outofthebboxgames.com. Jeff Rietfeld, thanks for being here. Thank you. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we're back, we're giving out the last four hints for a Christmas contest. Big deal. It is a big deal. You're not going to want to miss it. That's next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Haley, how lucky are you? Like, in the grand scheme of things. I think well, I'm pretty lucky, actually. You, you do work with probably one of the most impressive people I've ever met. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me just think about that for a minute. Yeah, you've really landed in the butter, is how they say it. You know, that's how the kids it's a say butter. it. Yeah, I think that's how the kids say it. When that's what happens, I mean, that that's what people say. No, yeah. who says that? If something really good happens to you, you landed in the butter. Ask the kids. Well, they're just going to move on because you're not going to ask anybody right now. But you have been really lucky in that regard. I am living in the butter. You are living <laughs> in the butter, drowning in butter. <laughs> but overall, how lucky. Yeah, like, do you win life. stuff? In life, that's what I was talking about. Okay. Let's clarify from the beginning. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty lucky. All right. I'm not. I think I'm a little, like, I've got some psychicness even. Oh, really? Yeah. I just have, what? what is it when you have issues with that part of your head? Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at. No, I'm not lucky. I don't win things. And honestly, a lot of the times, if I think I won something, mm-hmm. I usually didn't and i normally find out after i got finally got excited about bad it bad instincts yeah, yeah it's really bad <laughs> but i know we i'm talking about this because we've got this big contest going on right yeah. we've been talking about it blah 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 yeah, everybody's sick of it except the people who are really no one is sick of this well maybe not who's sick of talking about a giant prize that they can win uh, and all these fun things that they are being helped by true that's true it's a lot of good stuff but i do think that you know it's one big prize one winner amongst all these people yeah. I, I tend to write those things off cuz your chances it's go down just not going to sure. be me and so I want to help with that. We're going to help write the people like you. Yes, yeah. I'm helping my <laughs> folks, my peeps. And basically, we added three different gifts, three more gifts, let's yes, say. Three more gifts. Yeah, three runners ups gifts. Mm-hmm. Runners up gifts is how you would say that. It's for those who couldn't really do it, you know, and win the big prize. Yeah, they didn't it's, land in the butter. <laughs> they didn't land in the butter, but they can see the butter from where they're landed. <laughs> right. And anyway, we're going to randomly draw three other winners. So one winner will win the great big prize. Three other winners will win something a little smaller. But still really cool. Still pretty cool. We're going to give three lucky other people $150 gift certificates to Repcolite. So three more people are going to win something pretty cool. They could change that's a room a in their house. transformation. I mean, that's... 
not nothing. Right. It's usable on any Benjamin Moore or Repcolite product, any of the supplies we've got in the store. So anyway, wanted to get that out there. It's the first time we're talking about it. Three other people are going to win $150 gift certificates to Repcolite, and we'll do all of that drawing, the main winner and those three runners-up, and that will be done... When? On the 21st. December 21. Yep. And I just want to clarify, too, because I don't want to be a part of somebody's really bad Christmas surprise. <laughs> because the only way we're going to contact everybody is is by email. That's yes. what we have. Yeah. And whenever we do something where there's a runner-up prize, I'm very nervous that somebody's going to get it and think they won the big one. And then they're going to be disappointed oh, by the runner-up yeah. prize. Call the family in. We won. We won. And then they'll read it closely and realize. Projecting, perhaps, Stan. I have been there. <laughs> so anyway, in the subject line, if you get an email from Repcolite and in the subject line it says runner-up prize, that doesn't mean you're a loser. It just means you won the secondary prize. And I want you to know right away, <laughs> if you won the big one. It'll say so. Anyway, so we'll draw all of those winners on December 21, so check your email. Definitely. All right. We've talked about all the different prizes that we're giving away. Last week, we focused on the Muskegon Luge Adventure Sports Park and the season pass for there. We've talked about all the games we're giving away from out-of-the-box games, toys, and puzzles. We've talked about the $300 Repcolite gift certificate that we're giving away. But what we really haven't dug too much into is the gift certificate to the Bistro Bella Vita. Yeah, it's an Italian restaurant in Grand Rapids, kind of close to downtown. Um I've taken you there because it's one of my favorite restaurants. It's honestly, I'm a creature of habit. This Mm -hmm. is like my restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Once I find one that I really, really like, I am usually a regular at that point. It's really good. I wanted to clarify. Yes, you said it. You brought me there. Mm -hmm. This isn't a fancy place. It can be. It certainly is a fancy place. But but you you don't have to be like... You know, it's not a black tie attire. <laughs> I scraped by. They didn't even raise an eyebrow when I walked in, right? Yeah, I think you were wearing they? a Repcolite t-shirt and jeans, and it was totally fine. Now, when I went to the restroom, did they talk about me? They didn't do that, right? I mean, there were whispers, <gasps> but... <laughs> You're joking, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I just want to be sure. I've been talked about a lot. But I made it. I cut. I, I made the cut. It was great food. Really good. Really good food. Some of the best appetizers that I've had, honestly. There's like a spicy pork meatball appetizer. That's one of my favorites. They've got really good cocktails. It's the best. All right. So that's part of the prize. $200 gift certificate to the Bistro Bella Vita. Now we got to give out the last four clues and the little bit that we've got left. And the first clue, let's give one out for the Snyder location in Goshen, Indiana. All right, that one's super easy. Yeah. Everybody should get that one. How about the 17th Street store? So the Holland Repcolite on 17th Damn, Street. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the hint for the 17th Street store, uh, the 17th Street Repcolite. The Jenison store. How about this one? He looks like a deranged Easter bunny. Classic Christmas yeah, movie. This is like my family's classic yeah. movie. Hopefully everybody gets that one. And the last one. This one's strange. This is the Plainfield location. and Oh, yeah. It's a strange one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's the sound. That's not something happening to me in the workshop nope. or here. That's, that's the sound. Clue. Yeah, that's the clue. So that's Plainfield. That's all the clues. We've given out 
All 10 of them, right? All the yep. stores. If you listen to the show, you should have all the answers. Or subscribe to the podcast and listen to the old ones if you haven't caught those. Definitely. We're going to have to wrap it up. We want to wish everybody out there a Merry Christmas. And we'll talk to you next week. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The Repcolite and Port City Paint Stores are open until 3, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen, And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.